Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. Welcome to series three of the boring shit you need to know in business. And most importantly, welcome to 2021. The year that shall not be named is said and done. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but there's something about that stroke at midnight and the welcoming of the new year that always seems to send this wave of excitement and energy for me. And this time around was certainly no exception. The only difference I felt though is that it wasn't that feeling of a clean slate like it has been in the past. There was this real lingering of the remnants of events and its lasting impact. Because whilst we now add a one to the year as we write it down, the impact can't be ignored and must be addressed now. And what an opportunity. The last time we spoke, I broke down some of the possibilities that I saw that 2021 had on offer for those owning a small business. Everything from digital presence and getting that right, to flexibility, financial decentralization, how remote working is here to stay in some capacity. There was local versus global. And of course, getting our financial affairs in order to avoid the chaos that came from any sudden changes. So as we settle back in after a much needed break, it's time to dust off the cobwebs, put away the excuses, and pull out all the stops to ensure that every strategy and task or change that you make in 2021 counts. Removing all non-essential anything from our business needs to be the focus. Why? It will reduce costs, improve efficiencies, and remove the excess that expends so much of our energy for no reason at all. I've already spoken with some business owners this year who have said that they are ready to get going. And the moment they sit at their computers with all the gumption that they can muster, the flow of thought on where to start just isn't there. So here are a few things I thought you could put on your list to get you started and to get you heading in the right direction this year. First and foremost, and I know you're going to hate me saying this, but get an accurate read on your cash flow. Last year taught us a very valuable lesson in having cash reserves. This is no longer a nice to have for businesses, but an essential strategy when thinking about your cash. And it's not an easy change to make for some. I know what a lot of you might be thinking. How do I save when I can barely cover the costs that I have already? Or I can barely generate enough cash to pay myself yet. And I say strategy. Build a strategy that works for your business and in your business capacity. And the best part about a strategy is that you can build in the necessary flexibility to ensure that it works with what you have right now. Did you know that it only takes saving $27.39 a day to save $10,000 for the year? What would that be to your business? Cutting out a couple of coffees and lunch perhaps? And if that's hard, why not try $13.70 a day and save $5,000 for the year? Or even go so low as to save $5.50 and save a massive total of two grand for the year. It's two grand you didn't have. It's five grand you didn't have. It's 10 grand you didn't have. Just by changing the way you think about your cash. 
and how you're using your cash. But the key takeaway here is that you should start somewhere because it's worth it. But get serious about it. Don't just say you'll do it. Actually do it. And when thinking about what constitutes using those funds, get real about why you would need to use them, why you would need to dip into that savings that you're working so hard to have there available to you when you need it. This shouldn't be needed for tax bills, for example. It shouldn't be. Your business should be funding that. And if it's not, you need to look at strategies around that because that's the reality of cash flow. There's a direct correlation between everyday operations and the cash that should be available to them, not the emergency funds. And I could talk about this all day, as you know, but emergency funds shouldn't be for everyday expenses in your business. For now, get a strategy in place for your cash reserves. It's going to be important. Whilst you're getting an accurate read on your cash flow, Use this time to think about the strategies to ensure that cash flow is more regular in your business wherever you can. For example, if you're a service-based business, think about progress payments instead of just deposits and final payments. This will provide a more steady stream of cash into your business, assisting in smoothing out the impact of cash outflows because you'll have constant streams of cash to support any cash leaving your business. What does this mean? Just the improvement on stress alone may be worth the change. Collection of debt needs to be a priority if it's not already. Keep a close eye on it. Ensure that the time doesn't get away from you because it sure can so very quickly when you're trying to collect money. Allowing bills to go unpaid too long can lead to the likelihood that you'll not collect what is owed to you or all of what is owed to you, or part of what is owed to you. During this stage, you could look at other means of facilitating debt, like debtor financing strategies. A debtor financing strategy is where you have access to funds from a financial institution for part of the value of your total debts, uh, and the receipt of the balance will be paid to you once all the funds are recovered from your actual debtors. Again, it's another strategy that's available to you when supporting that smooth of inflow of funds into your business. Moving on to over and above cash flow is get some visibility over your own financial information. Well, it's not completely getting rid of the idea of cash flow or thinking about the notion of cash flow, but it's important to get some visibility over your own financial information. I can't stress this enough. And don't get this confused with the role that your accountant or bookkeeper may play in your business. You can't expect to periodically drop your financial information into your accountant or bookkeeper and expect that the right decisions will be made every single time. There are so many variables that an accountant or bookkeeper don't get involved in. For example, your marketing strategy. So how can the judgment of direction be left solely to them? Here's where we need to get real. It's like going to your doctor about an earache and expecting them to advise you that you need glasses. Their focus right at that point in time is on the earache. That's why you're there. If you haven't briefed them on the challenges that you're having with your eyesight, how can you expect them to know? But that doesn't mean for one minute that they aren't necessary to that journey. They're actually there to help you with your ear. What's my point now that we're talking about doctors and earaches? Is that you can't just sit on your laurels and expect the gaps to be found if an accountant or a bookkeeper don't have the whole story. That's actually your job to know that and how all these pieces hang together. 
so that you can get what you need actually out of these experts, out of your accountant and out of your bookkeeper. You can get the best out of them when you know what to ask for and what you know you need from them. I don't say this to add any work to your load. I say this because it's just as much of your responsibility to know how to use your financial information to your benefit as it is to know about, say, your social media strategy or your purchasing strategy, you know, all the sexy stuff. And I know I'm a nerd when I say this, but once you understand the powerful connection between knowing your financial information and the sexy stuff in your business, I guarantee you it actually won't be boring. That flow of thought and free thought and confident thought won't be so boring anymore because you'll see the benefits of it. Further to this, I recommend getting some really good habits under your belt. This will not only benefit you internally, but will have an amazing impact on those external to your business, like, for example, a bank or a financial institution. Along with all the habits that we've just spoken about, other strategies like getting payments made on time will contribute to your credit rating. And as a business owner, we all know what that means when it comes to growth strategies or even just getting access to financial instruments like a simple credit card. Adding weight to this argument, understanding your liability cycles can have a huge impact. And if you haven't done so already, get a simple list together of them. Know them as well as you know your customers, as well as you know your products and services. Because trust me, they're just as important to the health of your business. Don't be afraid of them. Liabilities are a key component to driving the growth in our business. They aren't scary. They provide support when needed. You just need to nurture them well enough to ensure that they don't have a negative impact on your business. Because after all, it's not the liabilities themselves that we need to be worried about. It's how we respond to the liabilities in our business that we need to be worried about. We're in control. I also wanted to talk a little bit about understanding your discounting strategy. Research has shown that last year, 50% of Australian consumers spending actually decreased by 11%. And of that, 23% of all Australians said that they would rather wait for a sale than to buy at full price. Now, discounting is certainly a really great strategy to move stock, to increase sales, to hit targets, to improve cash flow. But it will only work if you know the impact that it is having on the overall running of your business. It's one thing to know that the margin between your product cost and the, the cost fit to you as a business owner to get that product or provide a service and the sales price, the price that you put your stock out to sell at, it's one thing to know that that margin or the difference between those two is still healthy when a discount is applied. So you know that you've got some workable fat in that margin to be able to apply, say, a 10% discount or a 20% discount or even a 30% discount. But you also need to remember when applying that discount, that margin or that balance between what you sell your product or service at and what it costs you to produce or to get that product and service ready for sale, the difference between that, that balance remaining in that margin needs to be able to fund all of the non-revenue generating costs of your business. These non-revenue generating costs that I speak of are things like 
simple insurances that you need to open your doors. Internet, for example, that doesn't have a direct revenue generating fee attached to it. You have to have internet in your business, for example, to even be able to access your customers. They're the non-generating costs that I'm talking about that all business owners have, but sometimes they get forgotten when you're thinking about the sales price, discounting and product costs in your business. Because that margin needs to be able to facilitate funding those extra costs in your business that don't generate revenue, that can't cover them. So the more that you reduce that margin by adding a discount, which is still a valid strategy, the less you have to contribute to these costs. You just have to remember that. And don't let this get away from you in the chase to get your sales. Because I know how easy it is to just keep discounting because everyone else is discounting or you need to move stock. In that haste, don't forget that the margin left over still needs to be able to facilitate you running your business. So you need to know how much is needed to fund your non-revenue generating costs and whether once the discount is applied, do you actually still have a healthy result? Because it's not just about being able to cover the costs, decrease the margin to be able to facilitate having a discount, be able to cover those additional non-revenue generating costs in your business. What about a little bit of profit too? We still want that at the end of the day. That's the healthy result that we want. So don't forget about all of that. It's so important to consider because the direct impact of this strategy is straight to your cash. There's no gray area. And whilst it may be a slow burn on your cash and you may not feel it immediately, there may not be this big chunk of what of cash that is impacting you, that slow burn will eventually hurt soon enough because everything catches up and you'll see, you'll just be able to very much see and live the impact of your cash on this strategy. So have a real think about your discounting strategy. These are just some ideas that you can explore when thinking about how to kick off a healthy 2021 for your business. But remember with every new strategy you put in place, you should always set achievable goals and always, always, always monitor the progress against these goals. If I haven't said it before, I'm gonna say it this time around and 2021 is definitely going to be the year for it, but flexibility is going to be your friend. So pay close attention to how the goals are panning out, how your goals and your strategies are panning out. That flexibility will allow you to see if other challenges present themselves, how quickly you can adjust and be sure to adjust as you go along. Don't be afraid to adjust as you go along. It's one thing to have primary outcome in mind, but if you're confronted with changes or challenges throughout that, listen to them. Don't ignore them, but be flexible enough to be able to adjust them to ensure that that ultimate outcome that you want is still very much achieved. I know I'm certainly excited for what 2021 has in store. I've got so much going on that I can't wait to tell you all about. And I just I just hope that you are too. But that's all from me until next week. Have a great day and whatever you're doing today, I hope you make it count. And that's it guys for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business. I'm Amy Bajada and I'll see you next time.